0: Love, talk, radio. What's up guys, you're listening to Wide Open Radio, the nation's number one motorcycle talk radio show, with your hosts, Courtney Lambert and Dave Withrow. Hear real talk discussions about the latest custom motorcycle news and events. Now grab a drink and have a seat, because we're about to get started. What's up, guys? This is another episode of Wide Open Radio. I'm your host, Courtney Lambert. Tonight we have a really good show. We're going to have Tim McNamara of Ballistic Cycles on. You guys have seen a lot of really cool, innovative stuff that they've done in the past, and they have some stuff they're working on right now that I cannot wait to tell you about. Uh, so it's going to be a really fun show, and I hope we have a lot of people listening tonight. This is a little different. We don't usually do Monday night episodes. We're usually on Thursday night, so um, we're going to see what our numbers are like on Monday night. It just happens to work a little bit better for uh, tonight's episode, so we'll see what happens. Um one thing I want to talk about that's going on in the motorcycle industry right now is uh, everybody's getting ready for V-Twin Expo. So that's this weekend in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're actually going to have a booth there for Corey Souza Originals. Uh, Randy with Be Cool Fenders is joining us. We also have, um, hey guys, if you if you're listening, we're doing our first, live, go live on Facebook right now so you can actually see what we're doing as well as listen on the radio. So I've never done this before. I don't know. I don't know. You guys can post comments, whatever. Um, so V-Twin Expo is this weekend coming up. Huge event, uh, really big for manufacturers. There's going to be a lot of uh, parts distributors, um, builders there. So it's a great place to unveil your new products. Everybody goes to see all the latest, greatest things that are coming out in the motorcycle industry this year. So, if you are in the Cincinnati, Ohio area, make sure you go by to check that out. Again, we will have a booth there, uh, Corey Souza Originals. Randy from Be Cool Fenders is going to be in the booth. We're also going to have Kobe from Speed by Design. Kobe's been on the show before. We love Kobe. We love Speed by Design. So, uh, we'll see him there. And who else is going to be in there? Mark, American Suspension. He was out here today. So, uh, all three of those people will be displaying products in the Corey Susan originals um uh, booth. So that'll be really cool. Um it's funny because if again if you guys are just listening, if you're not actually um watching the go live on Facebook, we we have people commenting and I'm not gonna be able to, to respond to you, sorry, because I can't do that many things at one time. But um I see everybody on there, it's pretty cool. Um so, again, V-Twin Expo, uh huge event. Uh, we'll go over some more things later because I know Tim's going to be out at V-Twin Expo this weekend as well. So, um, you know, American Bagger, Urban Bagger, they will all be out there. They're going to have uh, the latest issues of the magazine for you guys. Um, lots of different people out there. Um, The bike corral, there's going to be a huge bike corral with show bikes and all that. So it's an awesome event. If you guys have not seen that, you got to go on over to Cincinnati and check that out this weekend. Now, some more things that are going on. Uh, We, of course, have all of the normal bike nights and things here in uh, Sarasota or in Florida in general. It's hot here, guys. I don't know what it's like all over the country, but it is hot. Um, We've had the air conditioning off here at the shop for a few weeks now, and it's funny because now... um, all of a sudden it's just super hot, like sweaty hot. So um, it's definitely a great place for us to have bike events all year. Um, Every Wednesday night at Quaker Steak and Lube, there's a huge bike show that brings 2,000, 2,500 bikes. Um, They just did the Full Throttle Bike Builder Expo. If you guys are anywhere around Florida, listen, you got a whole year to plan now. You've got to go check that out. It is a huge event. They do $20,000 in cash prizes, and that's kind of unheard of now. There's not a whole lot of bike shows that offer cash prizes these days. So um, it's pretty cool to be able to go to a show like that. And, guys, it's in January. We told you about uh, Sarasota's uh, Thunder by the Bay. All in January, Thunder by the Bay. And then we have uh, Full Throttle Bike Builder Invitational. There's also another one uh, in between there. I can't remember the name of that one. So if you guys are looking for a way to get out of the cold weather in January, remember next year we have all of these great events going on right here. So um, next up, let's see, we will go over the new issues of American Bagger and Urban Bagger because there's a lot of really cool stuff in there. Um, We also have the new issue of Hot Bike and Baggers that we've gone through, and we're going to post some stuff about that as well. Now, if you guys have looked at our Facebook page lately, you've seen some posts about uh, the Kaylee Schneider benefits. Uh, there's so much going on. You've seen us have James, James Patience, um, some of the guys from Big Wheel Bagger Parts and Build a Review on. Um, thank you guys for helping to put that together. You guys came up with the idea, and it's just kind of snowballed. This. It's a great cause. Um, if you are not familiar with it, Kip Schneider from Scrub Cycles, his daughter Kaylee was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer at the end of last year. And all of these people have gone together. I mean, the the motorcycle community has just banded together all over the country and they're raising money. They're donating things. They're building a bike guys. They actually have a bike that they're building from the ground up. That's going to be uh raffled off, I believe. And that's going to benefit uh, the whole uh, Kaylee Schneider as well. Now, there is the big ride that's going to be going on in Daytona. When we first started talking about this, uh, it seemed like it was so far away because it was right after Daytona Toberfest and it, it was we have like six months, and now all of a sudden it's only a few weeks away. We've got uh, Daytona Bike Week coming up the very beginning of March, so um, they're doing a benefit ride that's going to start at the Speedway, and it's going to end at Cackleberry, I believe, Uh, There's going to be some stops in between. They're doing a pig roast, which I got onto them for because they know I've got a little pet pig. Um, But we're going to be doing some fun things with that. And like I said, it's all for a great cause. It's to benefit Kaylee Schneider, um, such a precious little girl, and she's going through a lot right now, but she always has a smile on her face. So um, I think it's it's really cool what you guys are doing. Now I want to talk in detail a little bit about this bike that's going together because so many people have donated things like i said donated parts donated their time donated their services um i just got off the phone with john connor from raw edge earlier and guys they are so excited about what's going on um he's supposed to be texting me some information at some point tonight uh to let me know the name of this man but this guy came out of nowhere the people who are putting this build together were looking for someone to transfer transport all the parts and the bikes and stuff or the bike from um I think somewhere in the Midwest, I can't remember where it was, to Arizona, to John Connor's place, and he just popped up out of nowhere and donated his time, his his fuel, everything, to go five, six hours to pick it up and then take it all the way down to uh, Arizona. Phil's telling me something. Phil, your message went away. Sorry, I can't look at it. Um, so uh, that's really cool. John was telling me that this bike is going to be a showstopper, and <laughs> If you're a builder out there, you know how long it takes to put one of these bikes together. They're doing this in three weeks. So it's going to be crazy. I can't wait to see what they have come up with. Um, John described it as the entire city of Phoenix coming together to build this bike for this awesome charity. Um, he said that Scott Owens, uh, Dirty Bird, Trask, like I said, Raw Edge, they're all all coming in together. Uh, James Patience has done a ton for this. Um, Phil and Erin, like I said, you guys are the ones that started all of this. I have to mention, since I mentioned James, if you guys have not been, let me see if I can find it really quickly while I'm on here. Um, there is a Facebook page just for the uh, skateboard decks. Now, some of the top artists in the world are taking these skateboard decks and they're doing custom paint on them, and then they're auctioning them off, and all the money goes to this foundation. So um, trying to see... Art for Kaylee's Cure. That's what it's called. So if you guys are not members of that page, go like the page, check it out. There are some awesome skateboard decks on here. Just something cool that you can hang up in your shop, hang in your garage, um, hang in your living room. I mean, really, really nice artwork. And I've heard that some of these decks some of them, they're doing it two different ways. So if you can't afford to put a ton of money into it, um, they're doing like $20 tickets, I think. And then some of them are just full-out auctions. So some of them are going up, I heard, to three, dollars $4,000, which is great because it's raising a ton of money um, for somebody that uh, we all have grown to care about, even though a lot of us have never met her. So, again, guys, that's Art for Kaylee's Cure. If you'll find that page on Facebook, and I'll post a link to it also, on uh, the wide open radio page but now i don't want to wait any longer um i told you guys we have tim from ballistic cycles coming on tonight and i'm pretty excited about it because i've never really had much of a chance to talk to tim so um you guys can sit tight we're not going to be too too long tonight but i think it'll be a good show so just hang tight tim are you with us yes i am how are you
1: i'm good how are you Courtney?
0: I'm good. Um, how's the weather where you are? You're tell us where you are again.
1: I'm in Blue Wisconsin? Balls, Wisconsin.
0: Yeah, yeah, what's it like up there right now?
1: Right now it's um about zero out. We're expecting up to like 12 inches of snow tomorrow. So it's pretty brutal out here. But it's, I'm been here, like, it's been nice all winter. It's <laughs> like What's that? It's like
0: blazing hot here today. I said I'm sitting here fanning myself because it's so hot here today.
1: Yeah, you guys are in Sarasota, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, and and I read and I heard before that you're actually from this area, right?
1: Yeah, I grew up in Bradenton and Holmes Beach and uh, out there in the islands, you know. So I spent probably 12 years out there in my life.
0: Nice,
1: nice. Um, it's really my nice out and there. I, we love yeah, my brother and I travel there every year before we go to Daytona and hang out with a couple of old friends that we've known for 25 years or so. So it's a good time. We still go down there. We'll be down there, you know, before bike week again this year. So we don't get a lot of time because we have a booth out there. So And we're gone for two okay, weeks, so cool. it's, hard to, it's hard to stay all that long. Yeah, yeah, it's a,
0: it's a long trip because Daytona is, what, nine days in itself?
1: Yeah, we're there from the 3rd till the 14th, I believe. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a good time. We're looking forward to Daytona. That's our get-out-of-the-state show, so we really look forward to it. Um, We have them back-to-back. We do the Twin Expo, which you're going to, and then we do Mm -hmm. Daytona, and then we do the Donnie Smith Bike Show. So it's like three shows back-to-back.
0: Yeah, it is three shows back-to-back. Back. Uh, Donnie was getting on to me because I told him whenever he was on the show back in December that I've never been to his show, and I think I hurt his feelings a little bit. So I'm going to have to get up there. Um,
1: yeah, it's a good time. It's growing.
0: Tim, yeah, yeah. Guys, if you are watching um, on Go Live with Facebook right now, you're not going to hear what Tim's saying. You'll have to tune in to uh, the link that I posted on Facebook. All you're going to be able to hear is me, so sorry. Um so you'll have to come by the stop whenever you guys come down to Bradenton for Daytona. Yeah, we're okay. going to try to swim, for sure. for
1: sure. Okay.
0: Well, what do you guys have planned for V-Twin? Because that's the next big show coming up and I was talking about at the beginning of, of this episode. Um, and I want everybody out there who is not familiar with V-Twin because uh, – It seems to be, there's not a whole lot of spectators as there are in normal shows. This is more of like a dealer, manufacturer type show. So, how do you treat that differently from other shows? What do you guys have planned?
1: Well, this is a good show that I like to just fly into and, and meet with dealers and do business. And, you know, that's basically what it's about and rubbing shoulders with everybody under, you know, a contained roof, you know, rather than being all spread out in like Daytona or Sturgis, so... Yeah, you know, we do there. I fly in to do a lot of business out there. Um, you know, it's a good show to see all the new stuff and the dealers and stuff like that, but uh it's just uh it's a lot of work to set up out there for us and it's pretty expensive so you know we choose our shows wisely. wisely, but it's definitely a very good show out there and there's a lot of a lot of people show up and I believe you can buy passes this year. I think the public can buy passes to get in this year. So
0: Yeah, um, I saw that you could. Is that not normal?
1: I don't think they were doing that in the past, but I could be mistaken. Okay. But um, it seemed new. But we okay. go out there because um, you know it's all the uh, it's an opportunity to see all the good new stuff out there, and you know to see everybody. So that's primarily why we go out there. Um,
0: yeah, it definitely is. That's whenever I think of B Twin Expo, that's where I think of is where you go to see all the new stuff. Um, kind of like. Uh, I don't know if you ever went to a uh, dealer expo. That's kind of where you go for all the new power sport stuff. So yep. uh, V-Twin Expo is kind of the same type thing. Um, so it's cool because you get to see everything beforehand, before your customers and, and people get to see it. So something you can take back and tell people about that they can look forward to. Um, right.
1: Now, since well, I it's don't know to, you, It's a sentimental... Oh, uh-huh. sorry. But, no, go ahead. I was going to say it's a sentimental the sentimental show from Mike and I because that was our first show we did like in 2000, I believe. We we That was the first show we took a bike to. We were in the Barnett booth, uh, Barnett okay. Magazine booth at the Expo. So that's why we like going there. I've been there every year since. So
0: Very cool. And that was what year you said?
1: That was in 2000. We started this in 99.
0: Okay. Well, since you're talking about that and since you mentioned your brother um, and since I don't know you that well, um, I want to get to know you a little bit better and I want the listeners to get to know you better as well. So tell us a little bit about how you first developed an interest for motorcycles and then tell me how you got into the motorcycle industry.
1: Well, basically my brother and I grew up around um, cars and the automotive. My father did it. You know, He painted. He did heavy collision body work. Um, He did tattoos, stuff like that. He kind of had a business with all these things under one roof, so me and Mike grew up around it, and um, you know, when I was 16, I started painting cars, and my brother was doing, like, stucco work, you know, carving uh, foam, you know, carving foam on buildings and stuff, like castles and stuff like that, so he was, like, doing artsy stuff with buildings, and, you know, we just got tired of, you know, working for other people, and Me and Mike just decided that, you know, we wanted to do something like this and started tinkering with stuff. And, you know, next thing you know, we were in a shop and we built our, you know, very first custom motorcycle. And, you know, we realized we were pretty good at it and we could do everything. You know, that's the thing about Mike and I. Between the two of us, we can do every part of the motorcycle. So we just basically hand it back and forth and come up with all these ideas together and um, do all the fab work and body work and paint and airbrushing. I mean, we can do it all. You know, Mike builds engines. He's master with electronics, and my brother is just brilliant. He can just read, watch a video, do anything, and just picks it up like a machine. So, um, real fortunate to be able to work with Mike. Yeah, he's Mike's brilliant. Mike's a brilliant guy, and a lot of people don't know him because he's quiet and he doesn't pay mm-hmm. attention to the industry. He doesn't, he doesn't care what anybody else is doing. He doesn't really care what anybody thinks of him. You know, he just comes in wants to support his family do what he loves to do, and, um, you know, me, I'm more out there, and I'm, more people know me from just being out there in the public more, but uh, Mike is just, you know, we're teammates, and without him, none of this would be possible, so I just want the listeners to, well, to cool. know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I know whenever we, when we get first along talked with about everybody.
0: you. Hmm? When we first talked about you guys coming on, you were like, yeah, that's not really my brother's kind of thing. I don't think he'll be on, so I –
1: and that's no. funny, too,
0: because usually the ones that are so creative and so into it and so talented don't really enjoy doing that not that you're not, but you know mm-hmm. they the ones that are that are the oh how do you say it like the ones that um like to do all the research is that how he is like he likes to go in and do all the research and find out how to do what he doesn't know how to do,
1: yeah, and then uh you know, and then he wants to he just just comes up with better ideas and wants to outdo it, and, you know. So everything, yeah. you know, everything we do is always new, new, new because we just get bored so fast and, and want to come out with the next cool thing. And most of it is, a lot of people don't know the innovation that we come up with are more to make our bikes better. I mean, we kind of came out with this big wheel bagger thing. You know, a couple of us got together. You know, you know Doug McGoon from Mad Wheels and John oh, yeah. from V-Rubber. You know, we got together a year before the 30 was even thought of. Anybody even knew about the 30 and sat down at the V-Twin Expo. And that was the 26 was the big thing, and we all came up with the idea of doing a 30. You know, and uh, ever since then, it's just been like a a crazy ride, you know. And when we came out with that bike, we also developed the first, you know, custom fairings and the body parts and the, you know, one-off custom bags with the flip-up lids. I mean, that whole body was carved from foam. It was all one-off. No one ever done something like that in this industry, and you know, including that big wheel. So, you know, it's been a long ride. Um, we've learned a lot. It's been uh, no.
0: Tell everybody. Explain to everybody exactly which bike you're talking about, Tim.
1: The
0: what? Oh, explain everybody bike? exactly which bike.
1: Yeah, the the first the first thirty we did was called Paradigm. It was uh, we actually debuted at the v twin Expo. I believe it was in what was it? Twenty. 10, maybe. I think it okay. was. So, yeah, we... We've
0: talked about that before on the show. I don't know if you've heard, but whenever uh, Doug Magoon was on, we definitely talked about you because he was saying that, you know, you guys were the perfect people to to work with to do that kind of, of project, something that's never been done, you know?
1: Yeah, because we can, you know, we think fast and we can, we can do this stuff on the fly, so we can do it in really short time frame because we don't have to sub anything out or depend on anybody else. We can do it right here. So it just makes business so much easier for us, you know, and uh yeah, it was uh it's been a long ride since and, you know, I didn't think the big wheelbagger thing was gonna stick this long. And now here we are doing thirty twos and stuff, so <laughs> I don't think
0: anybody did. And it's so funny now that thirty twos are here, everybody's like, What's gonna happen now? Oh my gosh, how big are they gonna get? But I don't yeah. know The consensus seems to be on the show, and you can tell me what your thoughts are, but everybody seems to think that 32 is as big as it's going to go.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking so, too. You know, 32 is just too big for us. I mean, we've turned a couple of 32 builds away just because it's just it's taking the ride away. I mean, a 30, you can you can make a ride very well. 32 right. is just pushing it, you know, and uh, it's just too expensive, too, I mean. You know, by the time yeah. we do a 30 with an air ride and, you know, our whole strut system and all that, by the time we invest all that money and time, I could just, we could just roll hubless, you know. So, it's, you know, yeah. that's uh that's a new game out there, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, tell us, since you said that, I want to hear about the first hubless bike that you guys did. Um, you took that on Hot Bike Tour, right? hmm Yep. Okay, and then you've got another project coming up that we've been seeing a lot of hints about and some uh, renderings and stuff like that. So tell us about the first one first, and then I want to hear about the project that you guys have going on.
1: Yeah, basically the first 30 Hubless was just, uh you know, we had the opportunity to be in the hot bike build-off, and we had uh, the opportunity through a, cus- a couple of friends in the business, uh, Randy from Be Cool Fenders and uh, Steve Schuler. From Schuler's uh, Cycle Works, and uh, you know, we all hooked up and came up with the idea with you know putting this hubless wheel, you know, ideas and put it into reality and you know build a bike around this whole concept. And so, you know, basically that's what we did. So you know, the twin the the bike turned out. You know, we wanted this to be. Um, we didn't want to take a bike and just do what everybody else is doing, just put a body on it. You know, all fiberglass parts and. You know, and just put the hubless wheel on the front of it and call her good. You know, so we just wanted mm-hmm. to do something completely different and show people what it's about and what you can do. So we decided to do, you know, we took a, I think it was a 2006 Road King, and we, uh, you know, cut the neck, dropped the seat, stretched the swing arm, did a lot of modifications of the frames, and then we just basically built a whole, um, basically it was a two-piece aluminum body for the whole bike and just, Basically, slid right on the bike, and it was all rubber mounted. It was pretty trick. Um, basically, underneath where the tank would be was a uh, uh, intercooler, mm-hmm. and the tanks were actually in the bags, where the bags or in the back of the saddle bag. So, I had two six-gallon fuel cells in the back of the bags, and I okay. had heat exchangers built right in the bags so that the the twin turbo system would cool. The air would go through the turbo system through the intercooler and it was pretty, it was pretty gnarly. Um, so I, basically what definitely. we did is we built and yeah, it was pretty cool. So full air suspension front and rear, you know, we made everything in house, full aluminum body You know, we had a lot of people help us out. You know, we can't go through all the names right now, but yeah, it was just a big, long project and, and the end goal was taking it on the power tour and being able to ride it in this 1200 mile tour and not have any issues. So that was the base of the end goal. So, um, you know, we ended up taking it to um, Sturgis. We took it mm-hmm. to Sturgis and cleared one all the shows out there. Um, you know, Baddest Bagger Sturgis, Easy Rider, and there was a couple other ones out there. And, um, anyways, we ended up taking it on the power tour. We ended up, we did end up uh, having pretty much a problem-free trip until we blew a tire um, mm. in Illinois. So we ended up having to load the bike up and come out to the shop and put a tire on throughout the night so we were late getting there so we were disqualified two or three nights out of the whole deal um because of those wow. issues and then but we still clocked like 960 miles on the bike so it went pretty good um we put a lot of miles on that bike we rode it every every show and the thing was a beast super powerful super dependable you just get on and ride anywhere and, so, we ended up selling it to uh, the owner of Shanghai Harley-Davidson. And uh, cool. we shipped it out there. Yeah, we shipped it out there a few few months ago. So, now we are we have a new customer, and he stepped up and wants a dual hubless, soft tail type motorcycle. And, and that's, that's not been the, done
0: before, right?
1: Uh, the double hubless, you know, the, a couple of people have done the hubless, the double hubless before. Right. Um, okay. Fred Codlin did it years ago, and... Um Amen Cycles did it years ago. You know, I know Billy does his rears. But there's been right. uh you know, uh, Parker Brothers does double hub did a double hub list. So, you know, a few people have done it it's just you know, how ridable are the bikes, how fast can you go is basically you know the difference between all of us. So um you know, with this system you can actually get on these bikes and ride 'em and uh you know, it depends on what wheel size it depends on how fast you can go. But uh, you know, 100 miles an hour isn't that big of a deal with you know with these. So um, you know, I'm in the trick suspension. I'm glad
0: you're saying that because so many people who come on the show or people who call into the show, Tim, um, huh? a lot of them, may, some of them may not ride big wheel baggers. Some of them just ride you yep. know stock 21, 23, and. Um, That's one of the main things they always want to know. Oh, we heard 26s ride pretty good, but we heard 30s are terrible. You can't ride them. You can't go fast. And that's one thing that we always kind of have to battle back with. And we're like, no, yeah, you can ride them, you know. You just have to be comfortable with it and know what you're doing. So I'm glad to hear you say that, not only that you're riding hard on a 30, but a hubless 30 with a turbo. So I'm glad you're bringing that up. (laughs) (laughs) Twin turbo. Twin turbo. Sorry.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I was stumbled there for a second. I had someone stand outside here. I was like, kind of scared me for a second, and I stumbled there. But uh, anyways, uh, yeah. So now we're 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 uh, we're trying to get involved with the Hot Bike Power Tour again, and you know, and do this bike possibly in it. Either way, we're doing the bike, and it's gonna be. We'll have it in Sturgis. So, um, so that's that's on the building blocks now. Um, you know, the biggest thing we got going right now is our. You know, we got a bunch of builds in the how- and shop, but we uh, we have a brand new website. Um, okay. And uh, we got a bunch of new parts actually being added, you know, daily. And it's got the DTR program on there, which I'm sure you've heard about the builder program. Um, yeah, you know, few, we first a few of heard us about. Have
0: yeah, we first talked about DTR on the episode with Kobe, and yep. uh, Dave and I, uh, Withrow, actually both built virtually built our own custom baggers on the DTR site, on Kobe's site. And, um, you know, I have to throw this in there. I let the listeners vote on which bike they like best, and they liked mine better than Dave's down. But um, <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> so uh, a lot of – well, not a lot, but a few, a few of the bigger name builders have started adding that to their site. And um, yep. they're actually going to have the display, the DTR display in our booth, in Sensi. So if anybody's listening that's going to be at uh, v Twin xl in Cincinnati, you'll be able to go by our booth and check out what Tim's talking about right now Um, because it is very cool. And I'm sure, Tim, with you guys, um, because you have your own line of parts, your DTR site is catered towards, caters to your parts, and you can use your parts to add to the motorcycle to customize it, right?
1: Yes, and uh, yeah, we have a custom DTR program just for ballistic. Um, We have a couple options on there that uh you can't they're not on any other program, like the hubless wheel option. So okay. uh which is pretty cool. So uh yeah. yeah we're we're all our parts are on there on new uh our new body kit. We hooked up with uh toll designs and uh we mm-hmm. came up with the uh concept for some bags, rear fender side covers, basically a whole body kit and hooked up with uh Sean and Matt over at uh toll and uh we're going to be producing parts through them. They're producing the plugs the molds, all, the whole process for us. Um, they'll be drop shipping Thanks, everything. So yeah, it's, we're pretty excited. I mean, it's not somewhere you used to doing because we've always made the part here, um, one off, pulled the molds, produced the pieces. And then we just grew too fast and we ended up subbing out. You know, we still do that process, but the molds end up going to another manufacturer and they produce the parts for us here locally. So, um, this is a completely different avenue that we haven't been down yet. So, um, it probably wouldn't be possible without the, the guys we're doing business with. So, um, we have a lot of merit in their, their ability. So it's pretty good. We're really excited. And, uh, uh, the park should be out mid mid March. Um, we'll be shipping, you know, the whole, the whole kit and, uh, people have been asking about the fairing or the nacelle and stuff like that. We will be producing that as well. We're actually, Mike's making the first one right now out of aluminum. It's already been carved out of clay and the whole works, so we're well on our oh. way. and uh, Yeah, so yeah, we got a lot of things cooking, so look look to see a bunch of new parts coming, and you know, come see us in Daytona. I'm not, and, uh, you know, I will be out there at the V-Twin Expo, and I'll, I'll be out there hanging out in, in Corey's booth and I know you're going to be there with uh, Randy from Be Cool, right?
0: Yeah, and you mentioned him earlier. He makes some really nice stuff. On huh?
1: yeah, I've basically Randy. I I met Randy fifteen, sixteen years ago. Basically, when we just me and Mike decided to build his first bike, the first part mm-hmm. I ever bought was Randy Randy's fender from Be Cool. Really? And I always see him in the mag magazine. Yeah, and then uh huh. Our favorite builder of all time, I mean, one that really got us into this would be like uh, probably Jim Nasi. I mean, he yeah. probably be, he's probably the king. Um, yeah. So it's cool. And now it's pretty, what's fun is me and Mike are, I try to be friends with everybody. So pretty much any, <laughs> anybody I'm a fan of, I'm, <laughs> I get to be friends with too. So it's pretty cool. So. Yeah, yeah. no, it's
0: really cool. Um,
1: we enjoy our time yeah. with that. Yeah. So.
0: Well, good, good. It's funny because there's, in this industry, it's it's either one extreme or the other. There's either a whole lot of drama or people really support each other. You know, whenever something bad happens, like everybody comes together and everybody supports each other, but then there's that one group of people in the industry that are just always looking for drama. So it, it's kind of kind of funny how distinct yeah. it is there's not really an in-between there are some in-betweens like donnie smith who just kind of stay out of both sides you know but uh for the most part it's one or the other so i like to hear whenever people want to be friendly with everybody and is a good yeah, way mean, to do that. Because... Go mean honestly
1: if you're you can be friends with everybody if you got i mean if you're not intimidated by anybody you're Anything like that, you can you can find yourself friends with everybody, you know, because it's just uh, when you do this yourself and you can you're, you can find your own way and make it happen and not be dependent on these other people. You know, I find it's uh, it's easier to get along with everybody because you know me and Mike find our, we get along with everybody just because I don't know if it's because of our talent or because we've been around so long, you know, because all these these bagger guys, there's only maybe ten or twenty builders that are still around from you know fifteen years ago you know, so,
0: yeah,
1: it's like, I mean, that's just my opinion, but I mean, there's a lot of newcomers, so, and they, and a lot of those mm-hmm. brought the drama with them, you know, but
0: that's very we try true. to neutral, yeah.
1: I mean, we have friends on both sides, and we're just like, hey, whatever, we just have a good time, and yeah. start our parts, and, and uh, and go, you know, Um we got to build the brand, you know. Yeah, be busy for sure. making you know money what? and trying to build stuff instead of starting drama, you know? but
0: I know, I know. But, you know, some people, I, I think a lot of the people who have the drama, I think that they know that if they relied on the quality of their products and their build by itself without the drama, they probably wouldn't huh? be able to make it. So,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I think they hang on yeah. to the drama because they know that it does attract some people. So I think they know that, that's that's,
1: what keeps well, alive? Haters do, unfortunately, haters do sell. You know. Yeah. Haters do sell yeah. stuff too. So, you know, I used to yeah. answer. You know, when people used to bash us all. You know, about the big wheel or this or that, and especially at the beginning. I mean, it was pretty brutal at the beginning when you're trying to sell customers on a 30-inch wheel and. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, for sure. Uh,
0: are you guys busy?
1: Um, are you guys busy out in Sarasota?
0: oh so busy i i don't know if it's because there's not a lot of people in this area that do what we do or if it's because we can ride year round, or because there's a lot of there's a lot of money here there's a lot of old money new money whatever but you know you know the area there's just tends to be a lot of money here we're the poor people here so um i don't know it's good the shop is constantly full and it's funny because i'll hear builders complain you know oh we've got eight builds going on or we've got you know we've got 10 bikes in the shop and i'm like i can't even walk to the bathroom (laughs) (laughs) because
1: you can't get
0: past you know when we open in the morning you got to push all the bikes out and part of that's because the shop's smaller and part of it's just because there's a lot of work but it's good it's a good area to be and we definitely don't regret coming to this area for sure
1: it's it's nice there's
0: always something going
1: on yeah we me and mike have talked about relocating many 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 times and seems like a conversation we have every winter but uh in the end in the end it's you know we have this beautiful shop out in the country uh you know kind of on a little bluff and we got no walk-ins and all of Uh, our business is done through the web over the phone and (laughs) Pretty much all of our customers, they fly in, meet us, and fly back out. Right. So it's it's great. So we got a, a nice <laughs> system. And it's too quiet here. And, uh, you know, when I drive to work, it takes me 15 minutes, and I might pass two people, you know. so it's Wow. Like, yeah. You know?
0: <laughs> but if you didn't tell me you were expecting 12 inches of snow, you would have me halfway talked into moving up north because <laughs> we <laughs> have – We have so many walk-ins that I just bought for Corey a few weeks ago um, a fingerprint door lock going out to the shop from the showroom because Mm -hmm. people would just bypass me and walk right out into the shop and want to hang out, you know, and there may be Mm -hmm. stuff back there Our customers don't want people to see or, you know, it's hard to work. You have people standing around talking. So, you know, we we talked about it and complained about it and talked about it. And finally, I just bought the door lock and put it on there. So you have to scan your thumbprint. And it's so funny because it works for all the employees except for Corey. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So
0: Corey walks in and he puts his thumb on there like 10 times. And he's like, am I the only one that can't get into my mm -hmm. own shop?
1: You know okay. why? It's because all he's either doing all the body work or doing all the fab work or something, and he just ain't got no more fingerprints. It's all cut. Rubbing his fingerprint and,
0: off, yeah? <laughs>
1: yep. Yeah. You know, every
0: it's funny year though, before I a Big Show, my,
1: fin- my fingertips are gone. I mean, they're polished, so <laughs> it's hard for me to touch things for like a couple of days. And, uh, yeah. Yep. As a matter that's of fact, funny. that's what I'm doing right now. I'm I'm at the shop working late, doing body mm-hmm. work, because we're doing, I got, uh, do you know, Jeff Erman? from uh, Deadline Customs I don't so he's the one that uh, painted the hubless bike the second time around the first time we wrapped it we were trying to do something Uh new Uh, it looked good but it was a failure anyways we pulled (laughs) that all off and Jeff Ehrman airbrushed the the bike the second time Um, he's come he's come in the shop quite a few times and painted a few of our uh, recent bikes so I basically get everything ready for him. He comes in, lays the art out, and then, you know, we clear it, buff it, do whatever afterwards. So he basically usually mm-hmm. hangs out for like a week, enjoys the life out here, and then goes back to Minnesota. So um, we're about ready to do a uh, a new Road King, a bunch of new stuff. Um, we have our new uh, perimeter series wheels. Basically, they're the perimeter brake nice. um, front and rear. So we got 30s, 26s, mm-hmm. and then a 16 rears. Um they'll be on this bike. We got a new tattooed neck. Um we'll be unveiling in this bike and uh uh did some new parts, ran some black label bags and rear fender, you know, mod did them ballistic up a little bit and uh you know, and Mike's making a one off in the cell for her. it's pretty sick. You know, the whole bike's pretty mm-hmm. much all one off, so we're pretty excited about right. a nice rider for nice rider for Daytona. Um yeah. so, yeah, and then uh, one Help. more thing I want to talk about, too, is, uh, I don't know if you saw the, the soft tail Mike and I did here recently, and uh, we'll have a in up.
0: I did. I'm a big fan of soft tails, and I like what you guys did.
1: So, I mean, we're kind of going that direction, you know, a little at a time, but uh, the soft tail, we developed a bunch of new parts. Um, as you can see, there was a lay frame, you know, we designed all the hair ride system and the... Uh, the swing arm, and uh, actually Brian Clockworks uh, hooked us up with Fender and, um, you know, CMP turbo kit on it. It's a really nice, mm-hmm. clean, super fast, scary bike. I mean, these bikes are gnarly. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we're getting into these. We've been getting a lot of calls, people wanting to buy the soft tail swing arm and stuff like that. And, you know, right now we're just kind of pushing people off a little bit until yeah. um, we get back from Daytona, but those parts and stuff will be available here over the next few months so yeah
0: well that's definitely something that everybody can look forward to because we've talked about soft tails a lot on the show we talked about bagger conversions and um just custom soft tails in general because they are start i and i called it a couple of years ago because everybody was like what's going to happen after big wheel baggers and i was like oh i mean i think big wheel baggers are not going anywhere you know i mean i don't think they're going to the wheels are going to get any bigger but i think they're for the most part practical and, you know, I I think they're going to stay. But I said that I thought the next thing was definitely going to be soft tails and I'm glad that they are because there's some really, really cool things you can do with them. So I'm excited to see this one, your parts come out. Now, where where are you guys going to be set up in Daytona?
1: Uh, We're going to be set up over in Builders Row and that's uh, basically uh, Beach Street and... uh, the riverfront center. So Main Street and Beach okay. Street. Um,
0: okay.
1: the grassy knoll they call it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. I believe like uh like Godfather Baggers or Vindictive or whatever and then uh uh like Misfit and I think Len from Ass Kicker and Paul Tracy from Black Label Baggers and I think I even heard like uh Billy Lane was gonna be over there set up and okay. quite a few others out there so supposed to be a pretty good uh yeah. crew of people out there so it's be fun.
0: Yeah. And then we yeah, I'll Mike dead. and I
1: will be uh, we Mike and I will be on uh Kaylee's ride as well.
0: Okay, good. Um, good. Yeah. I was gonna ask about that. That's um those guys have been working really hard on that and we've talked about it several times on the show and I I'm proud of them for what they've been able to come up with. I mean so many people have
1: have put up. a lot of been, effort into this. Oh yeah, yeah. We just actually James, you, James just sent me uh, three skateboards that I get sent sent out to different painters. Mm-hmm. So, uh, cool. yeah, we're looking forward to it. So the skateboard thing's pretty cool. Some amazing art. Yeah, it is. Then, uh,
0: I know. I know. There's some really a lot of talent in those. So I, I think it's a cool project. And I will see cool. you guys. I won't be able to go on the ride because my booth is at the Speedway, but I told the guys to start it at the Speedway so I could at least be there for the beginning of it. So I'll see you guys there. I hope the ride turns out really well. It seems like they have a lot planned for after at uh, Cackleberry. So Cackleberry, right, is where they're ending yeah. up. I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, I believe so.
0: Yeah, so that'll be fun, and that's good. You guys are going to be able to get away from your booth some to do that because
1: yeah, when you we're have doing a booth, a ham- it's I think I, we're doing a hamster ride too. Yeah. yeah, so we get to get out of the booth a, a couple of times out there, so it's great.
0: Yeah, that's when's the hamster ride? What day is that? Is it on uh, I'm not, even, th- sure. I'm not even sure.
1: I can't remember. Yeah, my <laughs> So I don't know if you know my my wife Michelle actually she's a master fabricator welder as well. And uh No. Yeah, and she she's been actually here at the shop like running the business, trying to get us all squared away and all this new technologies and stuff. So she's been here, like, getting us all ready. But she's also uh, uh, can do welding, and, like, she's been doing it for, like, 18 years. Um, no way. Started with or, uh, underground gas welding and stuff. She did that for years. So, yeah, she's she's pretty crazy. So, like, uh, crazy furniture and stuff to bring out with us on tour and stuff she made for us. So, yeah, she's she's pretty cool. Her name's Michelle. So, most people, all the dealers calling to talk to her. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, she's she's pretty cool. So well, that's
0: She's the awesome. one that uh,
1: answers the phone and takes care of the business. So, uh, yeah, but it's just cool little back knowledge on her. So,
0: yeah, yeah she I goes know.
1: out on the shows and stuff, and she'll be at the booths and stuff. People just love her to death, so awesome Aww. to have a great wife in the business with you, too. <laughs> so.
0: Listen to you, how sweet. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's badass. I love her. So. Very
0: cool. And I, I love that she does all that. Like, I um, it, it sounds like we kind of have the same role in the shop. Like, I do a lot of the stuff up front, and the customers talk to me usually whenever they call in. But um, yep. to have that big of a background in Fab is awesome. Like, I want to see some of the stuff she does.
1: Yeah, so yeah, she's she's pretty cool. She, and uh so she can run like the plaza tables and all the tools and stuff. Uh-huh. So it's just pretty fun to have such a badass wife. So and uh <laughs> yeah, she's really good in the booth. We me and actually Michelle and I went we were so busy Michelle and I went to uh Sturgis this past year herself, And uh yeah. so she uh she was my pillar. I wouldn't have been able to get through it without uh the aid of her. So Aww. that's for sure. Yeah. That's
0: awesome. But, well I would say that I'll look forward to meeting her in Cincy, but I gotta stay here and keep the shop open. <laughs> I don't yeah. get to go. No, she's, I she's, not, she's not
1: going to Cincy she's not going to Cincy with me because we Oh okay. We got a lot of animal we have a lot of animals so uh being gone for like eighteen days in March is pushing it for the rest of the family. So cause we have dogs, horses, snakes. Uh, yeah,
0: I was about to say so let's talk got, about that.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: you want to talk about animals? We have dogs
0: <laughs> and a pig, and everybody thinks that that's crazy. But you posted a picture of one of your snakes up on a light fixture in your bathroom.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, actually, we have. You know, I used to have a lot of snakes as I when I was younger, mm-hmm. and now that we're I'm older and. And uh Michelle's an animal lover. Usually, I buy snakes and have them and and move them and flip them, breed them, do whatever. And uh, now that <laughs> I'm Michelle, everybody's a lifer, so um, I have to pick my animals wisely. So
0: yeah. we
1: have a couple. We have three snakes that are keepers, and uh, two of them are a breeding pair. And they're very, very high and exotic uh, snakes. So, well, uh, yeah, they are in our bedroom with us. They they have their own cages, but they're all automated heat and stuff like that, and you know you have to take them out and give them baths every week, and and uh, you know, they sleep them. in their
0: cages though, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, we don't let them run run free, so um, okay, no. <laughs> no, you know maybe when I was younger, but no, <laughs> so yeah, they have because their own cages, yeah. Corey and I and, were
0: talking uh, about yeah. the other day. I was telling him, I was telling Corey that you were coming on the show, and he was like, this was a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it was right around the time that I think you had posted something about your snakes, and he was like, he probably lets those things sleep in the bed with him. And I was like, no way. I thought he was being serious.
1: No, and then you you asked me if I had uh, if I let them run free, and I was like, no. Yeah. Was, they're basically... Yeah, we were painting our bedroom, so the, I didn't want, the cages are big, so I didn't want to have to yeah. move so we moved the snakes out of the cages and put them in the bathroom, and that's our uh, bathroom downstairs, and I walked in, and I, had, I walked in, like, three times, like, where did that snake go, because I moved everything, it couldn't hide anywhere, I mean, it's eight foot long, it's like, where is this
0: yeah. snake,
1: and, yeah, and then finally I just seen him up there, and it was like, and he's, uh, <clears throat> That's what we call it. It's a hybrid snake, so it's uh, basically two different types of pythons bred together, a retake and a Burmese.
0: Okay.
1: It's called a, it's called a hybrid, and uh, he's got a very nasty attitude. I'm the only one that can hold him, and you got to be real careful. And then the other one is uh, uh albino uh, leucistic or uh, albino ivory uh, Burmese, and she's about 11 foot. Um, she's wow. She's a baby. so, yeah, now, so it's, was-
0: was Michelle into snakes before you guys got together, or did she have? Did she yeah, like learn to actually, like them? Yeah, she was.
1: Yeah, she actually uh, has a pet snake. She gave to her brother recently, but uh, she had them for fifteen years. So, wow. Uh, yeah, she's had snakes, and you know she has two horses. We we keep out at the house, and um, we just actually got a new snake for her. You know, because yeah. uh, my snakes, I like the bigger ones, and she likes the little ones.
0: Now, let me tell you why I would get a snake. The only reason I would get a snake is if I wanted to get rid of Corey, because Corey's <laughs> terrified of snakes. <me. laughs> so, if I wanted to get rid of Corey, no questions, real quick, I would get a snake because he is terrified. We've actually, um, you, you know, the snakes that are native to Florida and
1: Oh, yeah. we, we have
0: rat snakes and black racers and stuff uh-huh. all the time in the yard, but we had it was you tell me if this is completely impossible, but somebody told us that this was a rat snake, but it was it was yellow and it was about six feet long and it was pretty big around i mean yeah yellow it's rat than any rat snake I'd ever seen and yeah there's um, yellow rats black
1: around, rats you, you you name it i mean there's a thousand different yeah. kinds of rat snakes it's, it's Pretty crazy, especially these days. With these guys come up with all the new color morphs and stuff, and um, yeah. the snake market's crazy. And uh, some of these snake prices, I mean, you know, twenty thousand dollars for a baby snake and fifty thousand dollars, really? and oh yeah, It's crazy. It's brutal.
0: Huh? And yeah. you know, yeah, down have, here have in big rep- South, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, down here in Florida, it's crazy because we have python season where people go out and hunt these pythons that are in the wild that are obviously not native here you'd think that yeah. they would be catching them and or there would be some people catching them and trying to sell them
1: well those are the that's the thing those are the burmese pythons and basically that's cuz florida was like the one well, of the capital of where the snake industry started and it all started with the burmese python and uh hmm. when these snakes got brought in the country they're super mean so by the time males were uh, adult size and females were, you know, 20 foot, they just let them go because in Florida you can, you know. So that's basically yeah. how that whole population started out there. Um, so it's, uh, wow. it's pretty brutal.
0: That's crazy. I wouldn't that's want to come cool across one of those snakes them. in the
1: wild. Yeah.
0: No, I don't know. I would just have a heart attack and probably... <laughs> They'd probably end up eating me. I would. I would freak out if I saw that. I freak out if I see a small snake in the yard. So
1: well, like one of the last times like I got that. bit bad when I was maybe sixteen, seventeen years old. I got bit by like about eighteen foot Burmese python, and that's oh something my God. you don't want to happen. <laughs> yeah, that was holy that was cow. Tough. So, yeah I took my whole I had my whole palm and of my hand basically to the side of its mouth. So it was brutal.
0: oh my God,
1: <laughs>
0: oh yeah, I would just pass out. I would be helpless That's so crazy <laughs> well that's that's definitely something that we've never had a chance to talk about on the show. Nobody's ever really brought up much about their pets, especially snakes, so that will give everybody a little bit of inside information on who you are and what you like to do um i want to ask you a couple of questions before we end the show um Mm -hmm. just to give everybody a little bit more background on you so um what was your first bike your first personal bike
1: personal bike um The first bike we ever, me and Mike ever did, was a silver bike called Divine. And it had the world's first uh, double spinner wheels in the front and rear. They were red, okay. and the bike looked like uh, brushed aluminum. It had an and s 145 motor in it. Um, Holy cow! Wait, no, sorry, that was our second bike. <laughs> the first bike really didn't have okay. a name, and it was like a nobody. But uh, the second bike is what basically launched us into and uh into the chopper industry. So Very I mean, that's cool. where most people like uh true fans have known me and Mike since back in the day when we were doing all the three sixty single sided swing arm air ride frames and we were the Kings of Air ride back then. And uh
0: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, we en- we engineered all of our new bikes have all that technology from back in the day. So um, so that's a big thing that sets Mike and I apart from the rest of the builders. I mean, we're all about, you know, making these bikes ride as hardcore as we can. You know, there's a couple guys out there doing it as well. I don't know if you've seen, like, the new kind of trend coming with these new road king-looking bikes, trying to be that light, racy type. Yeah. Bikes you can truly get on a ride, not just a show bike that drags bags everywhere. You know, something like actually get on a ride and it's safe and, you know, you can go. So that's kind of that's the direction we're going. So um, I kind of got off guard there, so we're off track there. Sorry about that. <laughs>
0: that's okay. No, no that's okay. Um, tell me who – well, you already kind of answered this. You said that uh, Gymnasty is one of your favorite builders, right?
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, do you prefer, yeah. if you're riding a bike yourself, do you prefer twenty-three, twenty-six, 23, 26, or a 30?
1: Me, I, I love the 30. Um, Okay. The reason I like the 30 is it just seems to roll over everything, you know. And with the right rake and trail, I mean, it's the front end's super smooth. Um, Yeah. You know, I was I always turned customers away from 26s up until maybe six eight months ago when uh, Metzler and uh, Shinko came out the new 26 tires. Up until that was a game changer. yeah we wouldn't even build a twenty six they just rode like such dog crap, you know, it doesn't matter yeah. how straight or true anything was it just it wasn't right so um yeah, so now you know I like the twenty six and we built a couple of them but i'm still I'm still a huge thirty it just it looks normal to us now you know
0: yeah so, um, it it's crazy that it does, but it really does yeah. you see all the bikes tied up together, and if it doesn't have at least a twenty six on it it looks
1: like a little baby bike sometimes. Yeah, yep. You know these bikes getting stretched out way beyond rideability, and the bag's too long when they're dragging in corners, and it's just yeah. that, you know, bikes aren't supposed to be that way. Um, you should be able to get on them and ride them, no matter what they look like. You should be able to ride them hard, and they mm-hmm. should be dependable. Stuff shouldn't be falling off them. Stuff shouldn't be rattling. I mean, it's just <laughs> we we take pride in doing that. Our you know um, so. Um, it's a crazy industry out there. There's a lot of freaking it hacks is for sure. It's it's uh, and a lot of people driving costs down and you know uh, undercutting parts sales and and doing all that stuff and knocking people. I mean the biggest thing is knocking people's stuff off and I mean it's like how do you ever expect to be somebody in a industry when you're knocking other people's stuff off? I mean I just don't get it. But
0: right and it happens. Oh so my.
1: Uh, daily. I mean, I see so much of it in us. I mean, you know, our chin spoilers and stuff like that is like one of the number one knockoff parts and it's crazy. And uh, <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, We've talked to several people about that before in the past and it's, it's crazy. It's almost like, um, God, who was, it may have been John Shope. I can't remember, but I was talking to somebody on air about it and we kind of just said it's like, in the parts part of the industry, you have to keep your brain turning and you have to be thinking of the next thing because you only have a limited amount of time before somebody's going to take your idea and do their thing with it or just copy it. So yeah, it's like you can have a great idea and that's great for a little bit of time, but you can't depend on, oh, it was, uh, it was Brian clock. That's who I was talking. It was yeah. a couple of weeks ago. We were talking yep. about that, but um, yep. yeah. Well, uh, now I, we it.
1: realized that too, really quick that you got to, you know, you gotta come out with a part, and you know, in this niche market, I mean, a lot of stuff is pretty much short runs. Everything, I mean, really, when you really get yeah. down to it. But, and then you know, when people start knocking you off, then you just gotta come up, with keep coming, and keep coming. So, and that's how you become big. You know, like, you know, Paul Yaffe and stuff. I mean, his huge parts line. You know, John's getting up there too. You know, and uh, yeah. You know, there's a couple of guys out there, but.
0: Well. I'll tell you this, you chose somebody (laughs) really good to go with for, you said that you're uh, working with Sean and Matt, and, you know, everybody knows they build a quality product, and so you definitely made the right choice going there, because people already know their work, you know, so whenever your stuff rolls out, people will already know it's going to be dependable quality parts, so I I like that. Exactly,
1: and people know the ballistic standard, too, so... You know, so that that helps as well and helps sell and you know, we usually don't do the pre sale stuff but something as big as those people have been talking to us about coming out with a, a new product and it's been it's been pretty overwhelming the response. So um but uh yeah we're looking forward to it and you know, uh, we got a lot of new parts coming so just Go look ahead. out and uh, definitely gotta check out the new website, we've got all, all new apparel. Um Feel free to get on the site and grab shirts, hats, and um, all the prices. Uh, we got sales on everything. Uh, Tailor Mades. We sold a lot of Tailor Mades and Gangster Glides. We dropped them almost okay. eight hundred bucks on the website. So, wow, um, pretty big sales. And uh, probably the biggest sale I have going on right now is you know we discontinued our um, our traditional saddlebags with the flip up lids with the custom hinges and everything. Um, mm-hmm. I have those for sale for uh six fifty a set uh, unassembled, wow. but complete with everything. So nice. I have maybe 25, 30 sets left in stock or something, and once they're gone, they're gone. Okay.
0: Well, hey, email me um, a list of whatever you have on there, and I'll check out the website too, but I'll write up a nice blog post so everybody can see it, all of our listeners, and it'll be something that we can share and I can put on the group page on Facebook um, and we'll try to help get the word out about that. Um, tell everybody your website. Tell everybody what social media pages they can check out of yours and how to find you.
1: So basically the website is uh, uh, www.ballisticcycles.com. Um, I have the Ballistic Cycles Facebook page. And then I have the Tim M. McNamer, uh which is my personal page. And then I have the Ballistic Tim Instagram page. And there's a Ballistic Mike Instagram page as well. Um, And um, right now we actually hooked up with uh, Wizards and Mm -hmm. um, Bagger Militia and and, uh, the Big Wheel Bagger Forum, uh, Aaron, David, Mm -hmm. and uh, on a big uh, advertisement campaign over the next few months for uh, all of us. So you can see that we just gave away a set of high-caliber series, body kit and stuff on on the big wheel bagger uh page and stuff like nice. that. So look look forward to seeing all that. We're trying to get the uh ballistic likes up on the ballistic cycles Facebook page. So we'll be all doing right. a lot of new contests and stuff to to get people up to the page liking it. Videos, stuff like that. So very it.
0: cool. So, guys, if you're listening, make sure you check out Ballistic Cycle's Facebook page. And the website is where you're going to find all those deals you can order right from the site. Um, Tim was telling us about some apparel and things like that. Um, and as far as the new parts that you've heard us talk about on tonight's show, you're going to be able to see a lot of those on the bike that they're – now, you're unveiling this bike in Daytona, right? Am I saying that right?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say unveiling. I mean, it'll be done – we'll we'll be out riding it. It'll be at the booth. Okay. um yeah we have we have, we'll have like five five or six bikes out there in daytona so um okay cool, yeah,
0: all right, so we'll make sure we send as many people over there as we can to check you out and uh, uh we
1: will we will have we will have uh a set of hubless wheels out there at the booth in, in Daytona if no one's ever seen a set uh we'll have a for they're actually for the the bike we're building that's a twenty one by nine rear and a twenty six front so, uh, Holy cow. So you we know, just to swing by and check out those things. So. All right.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'm glad that you finally were able to come on the show. I've enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better, and I hope our listeners did too. And uh, be sure to send me a list of stuff that I can write up a, a blog entry and do something to put out there for you, okay?
1: Okay, sounds good.
0: All right, Tim, thank you so much, and um, you guys have fun in Cincinnati, and I won't see you guys until Daytona, okay?
1: All right, well, we'll see you out there. It was nice talking to you, Courtney.
0: You too, Tim. Have a good night.
1: All right, bye.
0: Bye. All right, guys, so that was Tim McNamer from Ballistic Cycles, I can't wait to see this dual hubless bike that's coming out. Uh, You guys saw the 30-inch hubless bagger that they did a couple of years ago, and now they're stepping it up another notch with this dual hubless. um, New parts, all kinds of new stuff coming out from them. So stay tuned to our page, and make sure you check out their Facebook page, Ballistic Cycles, for details on everything uh, new that's coming out from them. Now remember, guys, we're going to have different announcements about the kaylee schneider uh ride on the page so stay tuned for that too um lots of details coming into place as we get closer to daytona so this is going to be a great event and obviously for a great cause so i'll post some more details on that uh phil aaron if you guys want to send me whatever you guys have that i don't know about yet um if you have details on the ride and stuff like that send it on over and we'll post it and uh, if you want more details on that, there is an episode, a shorter 30-minute episode of Wide Open Radio, available at WideOpenRadioShow.com, just about the ride in Daytona. I know we had a couple of people. Let me go back here to our comments. Um, let's see. Uh, Sabote, I don't know how to say your name. Sabate, uh says that you're in Miami and you want to participate in the ride in Daytona. So if you'll send me a private message or if you'll just go to the uh, Big Wheel Baggers Parts and Builder Review Facebook page, it's a group page. Uh, If you're a part of that, you'll be able to see a lot of details about it there. Otherwise, just send me a private message, and I'll be able to check that out and send you a response. Um, Camel is listening from France. That's awesome, Camel. I love that we have people from all over the world listening now. Uh it's it's really cool to see how many people have been listening. We've had an average of almost between thirty and thirty five thousand listeners per episode, which blows my mind still. Um let's see, we have some more people. Um for those of you I want to clear this up too. For those of you who were watching the go live video on Facebook, um a lot of people were commenting, We can't hear Tim, we can't hear Tim But the reason you couldn't hear him is because um the video was just videoing me and the sound from Tim was coming through my headphones. So um, I just did the go live video so you guys would be able to see kind of behind the scenes what goes on. And uh, I don't know. It was kind of cool. I got a lot of messages of people that like that. So we may start doing that more often. But guys, I think that's a wrap. We had a good time with uh, Tim from Ballistic Cycles tonight. This podcast will be up forever. You guys know you can go to com. You can listen to every single show that we've done. I believe the last 50 shows are available right now on there. We also have our blog on there where you can read all of the latest motorcycle news and events. Um the season's starting up pretty thick, so you'll start to see a lot more posts with pictures and videos from events that I go to. Um, We will be reporting back to you live from B-Twin Expo this weekend, so we'll be able to get a lot of information about new parts, accessories, and things that are coming out from manufacturers and builders. We're going to bring that right back to you guys so you can feel like you were there at B-Twin Expo in Cincinnati as well. So, again, guys, that is it for tonight. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Wide Open Radio. Stay tuned to our Facebook page and our website for announcements on our next show and our next guest. Until then, guys, everybody have fun, ride safe. We'll see you again here on Wide Open Radio.